0: What's up, and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, January 16, 2024. Of course, I am Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by Fresh New Cut. Blessing Adioia Jr. Good morning, Tim Geddes. How do you feel? you feeling cold?
1: I'm actually feeling... I mean, I'm less cold than I was on Friday. It's been really cold here, yeah. Yeah, Friday was... (laughs) like ridiculously cold to the point where like right before game showdown I'm sitting there shivering yeah. and I'm like it's so cold that I am distracted
2: <laughs> like, yeah. and no one got you a
1: blankie nobody got me a blankie Greg that's Miller put on like mittens that's fucked up mittens. it's a cruel world
0: I know man did you know those mittens are monster hunter now mittens I, I that they were given him so he could play fucking monster hunter now outside and yeah. I'm only kind of jealous do they not have Pokemon Go Mittens? I don't know. Not that I know of. Kind of they probably you can't do. see me in these streets doing that, though. You know Wait, what I Wearing mean? Pokemon... 1,000% I can see you in these streets wearing Pokemon Go Mittens. But see, here's the problem. I, want fi- I like fingerless gloves, remember? Because fingerless gloves are the best gloves. And people don't want to admit it, but I'm, I'm the first line of defense on this one. Though, There's I mean, nothing cooler than fingerless gloves. It's a fact. Here's the first thing. One, they probably make fingerless Pokemon gloves.
1: Yeah. They make Pokemon everything. I'm mm-hmm, sure you can find mm-hmm. some fingerless Pokemon gloves. Uh, secondly, can you just cut the fingers off? can you just yeah, get regular see, gloves and cut the fingers off? That's not cool. No, that's not cool. Is that like what? Is that the equivalent of cutting your jeans and turning them into jorts as opposed to just buying them? Or like it really is. I think actually. Buying ripped jeans as opposed to just ripping the jeans. Buying ripped jeans, though. You know, you don't mess
0: with ripped jeans bought that way. Like you have to be. I mean, I guess like all things considered, I just don't mess with ripped jeans. No? That's a personal thing, though. Like I just—I guess I'm not. I respect you rock it. I respect jeans. people. I'm too white for that. Like, like literally, your like knee just popping the, out. <laughs> the, the, the color of my skin, specifically. I'm mean, yeah. I'm too pink. Is probably the better way to put it. Like, okay, oh, I get like, it. I ain't trying to like do that. I mean, make, that <laughs> makes people. sense. You know I what I mean? That. How's yeah.
1: your uh, Prince of Persia Platinum? Come on, oh God, it's going real
0: well, yes yeah. I love this game. I fucking love this game. Like, I I can't stop thinking about it can't stop playing it can't stop talking about it Mm -hmm. it's just it's kind of a dream come true man like it reminds me a lot of when uh into the Spider Verse came out when the first trailer dropped for that and i was like this literally feels like a dream come true to me like spider-man is wearing jordans how who the fuck would have thought of that this is insane somebody is in my mind and oh hey it's a prince of persia that stylish as hell metroidvania and it's great it's anime as fuck yeah and it's amazing how how are we getting that in 2024? But we are kicking off the year. It's so good. I hope you get to it. Bless. because
1: y'all and, y'all, you and Janet inspired me to go back to Greg Miller and be like, hey, actually, can I get a switch code? Good. Because I as a cautionary tale for myself, right? Like back when Sea of Stars came out, you know, I started playing it on PlayStation five and I realized that that was the kind of game that I would have preferred to have handheld. And I think because I had it just like I had to be at my desk for it, I, th- I that turned me off of going back to it as regularly as i I should have for that kind of game i realized with prince of persia i'm like i think i need this handheld if i'm going to really commit myself to playing through this thing and so i um i have it for switch i have it downloaded i am reviewing
0: great on switch dude
1: i'm reviewing multiple redacteds and so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to try and make time for it however next week i am flying to new york the City of Angels. Well, that's, that's not the one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Windy City. The Windy
1: City, New York. That's awesome. Why tonight. you go to New York? I'm gonna attend the New York Game Awards. <laughs> Ooh. Just on like a oh man, okay, I'm not nominated for a thing. Why not make it out to the thing that I'm nominated for and have fun? Also, I've not been to New York uh, before.
2: Oh wow. Yeah, this is
1: gonna be my first oh, time going dude, to New that's York. So cool. and I'm only there for a day, so I don't have enough enough time to do like all the things I'd like to do. But go yeah. to Nintendo World.
0: I feel I, like I, you yeah. enjoy it.
1: To <laughs> the <laughs> Nintendo shop or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure I'm gonna do that uh i'm gonna do that i don't know i'm gonna get a slice slice of pizza see if it's everything they they shock it up to be Uh and then from there who knows who knows maybe i'll find the statue of liberty give her a high five fuck yeah go to the central park Mm -hmm. see if it's bigger or smaller than golden gate park yeah apparently golden gate park better bigger it is i learned that during trivia yeah crazy
0: it's pretty damn crazy (laughs) what's
1: aside from nintendo what is the one thing you think i should do in new york
0: I mean, that's the thing. I have it, one day. You have one day. Real talk, I, I do think it's the touristy shit. I do think, just go to Times Square. You can walk from Times Square to the Nintendo world. And like, yeah. just you, knowing you and a day of what you're going to do, I think that's the move. If you were hanging out with a group of people, it'd be a different answer. Yeah. But.
1: That's the thing is, I, when I go to LA, I have so many people in LA that I know that I can hit up and be like, yo, come through this hangout. hang out. I don't know if I know anybody in New York. Yeah. yeah so it might just be me, me myself. and Roger's
0: I, here. You know, yeah. we took him
1: him and the messed up thing is i think Rogers headed to new york the day after mm-hmm. it's all like narrowly missed him by a day um can i tell you though that I w- i've been thinking about this new york trip and i understand that this is coming from a place of ignorance right like shout out to new york one of the greatest oh God, here we <laughs> go. one of the greatest cities in the world but media has fucked up my perception of new york
0: so much i mean let me tell you that there is actually smoke coming from the sewers yeah oh yeah
1: because i'm i for some reason i'm like Oh man, New York's kind of scary, isn't it?
0: Yeah, you know. Like, everywhere. and I
1: think I'm just thinking of like, you know, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, fucking shocker out there. I'm thinking of all the movies that take place in New York that depict it as this crime-ridden, crazy place where people only speak in slang, and where parts of that are true. Tim's. Parts,
0: I, 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 think from the fear perspective, you don't worry about it. You're yeah. gonna be, you're gonna be great. You're gonna be great. But from like, all that I'm other so stuff, I'm so scared yeah, that Uber true. driver's gonna be so rude to me. There's not Uber drivers. There what are, but like. The one thing that is going to blow your mind if you've never been to New York mm-hmm. is every movie you've ever seen there where you just look at the street and it's just a sea of yellow because it's all yellow taxis. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why is there a hundred taxis? That doesn't, that's not realistic. It is. I promise you it is. you I got
1: to learn how to hail a taxi. The first <laughs> thing, saying?
0: the first thing I want you to do when you get to New York, uh-huh. once you realize it, text me. Yeah. I want you to text me and be like, you were fucking right. Cause I'm fucking all right. All these bless. taxis. There are so many yellow taxis in New York. It." There's not that many people. It doesn't make sense. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. All right, cool. Well, that's actually the first thing I need to, I need to learn. You go online and be like, how do I hail
0: a taxi? Yeah, they, <laughs> do, do, they do, do have Uber. They do have Uber. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, they just also have an excessive amount of taxis. But enough about that. We'll I'm talk about taxes. you hopefully winning an award next week. Uh, But until then, of course, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Today's stories include No Shadow Drops at the Developer Direct, The Last of Us 2 Remastered Reviews are in, and more. Uh, This is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news that you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, please support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube to get all of our shows ad-free. Watch us record them live and get a daily exclusive show. For a chance to be part of the show, you can submit your thoughts and opinions at YouTube Super Chats as we go. We'll get to them if they're about the stories as we're doing the stories, or we'll get to unrelated ones towards the end of the show. So get your Super Chats in throughout the entire time we're hanging out today. A little housekeeping for you. Our Last of Us Part 2 review is up right now as a PSI Love You XOXO uh, featuring Lightweight Games and Sancho West. Uh, led by Greg Miller, you should definitely check that out. Uh, Echo in review is up right now, continuing the MCU in review, the forty-sixth entry. Whoa, the forty-sixth MCU, MCU entry. Yeah, oh, man, what a yeah. journey. what I, a journey.
1: I started up watching Echo the other day, watched the first uh, episode, mm-hmm. and was like, <laughs> "How far down we've come." <laughs>
0: where oh. I just don't care anymore Bunch of haters about out there. the MCU. So many haters. Are you? Are you? Are you up on the MCU? Yeah, I'm so, I mean, I'm not as I'm not. Di- look. Good is still good. This shit ain't bad. Yeah, but okay is okay. This ain't okay. It's fine. It's, it's whatever. It's I'm like, okay. all
1: right, look, what happened to Thanos? So bring him back. I'm tired of all these God, cool.
0: Yeah. Thank you to our Patreon producer, no Delaney reason. Twining. twining. Uh, and today we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> it's time for some <laughs> news. We have six <laughs> stories today.
2: <laughs> A baker's dozen.
0: Story number one, there won't be any shadow drops during the Xbox Developer Underscore Direct. This comes from Mike Straw at Insider Gaming. Uh, When Xbox announced its next Xbox Developer Direct for January 18th, gamers started wondering if there would be a shadow drop announced at some point during the show uh xbox seemingly heard those rumors and decided to squash them ahead of the show's airing in a post on the xbox wire microsoft confirmed some details about the games it'll be showing during the event specifically when they will be releasing all the games in this year's developer direct will be arriving later with more details to be shared in the program the post reads when answering a question about game releases the xbox developer direct on january 18th will feature appearances from senua saga hellblade 2 avowed ara history untold and the indiana jones games while the company didn't specifically state it, insider gaming sources have said that the current plan is for the Indiana Jones game to be released later this year.
1: Cool. I cool. mean, it's, it's you know, we can't be at a place where every single presentation we're expecting a shadow drop just because we're going to end up in disappointment, right? Like, that's not a feasible thing to expect for every single one of these things. I think... Having the first Xbox on the Developer Underscore Direct happen last January and it having HiFi fi Rush there and then being like yeah it's out today that was such a special thing that was such a special moment I think that's be- that set such a strong tone for what the Developer Directs are um my hope with this one is that they're able to find something that's as hype, right? Whether it is like, yo, Indiana Jones just looks this good, right? Like, I think that could be enough to get us to make us go, damn, that was amazing. If it's that, if it's like a surprise announcement of just a game that we weren't expecting coming out later this year or next year or whatever it is, I think that stuff's great, right? I think that stuff's awesome. I think that should be the expect- expectation for. Um, these kind of things. Um, my question for you, Tim, is do you expect any big surprises? Do you expect something beyond the four games that they've uh, listed here?
0: No, and honestly, I, I think it's, they, there four. shouldn't be anything more, and I think it's silly to to expect it or even want that. I, I feel like it's there shouldn't be a shadow drop at this thing. Like, mm-hmm. the Shadow drop is special when there's that lightning in the bot- bot- bottle moment of it being a shadow drop. We yeah. don't expect if you expect it, it's not a shadow drop. And for shadow and
1: drops, everything needs to line up. Yeah, like you can't just make games happen totally. And
0: and I feel like, like last year's Develop Direct needed that high fi rush moment, and it got it, and it made it so special. This one doesn't. We're getting you got to imagine Hellblade's release date. Yeah. If we don't, God, I hope I think that's gonna be not a good look. Mm-hmm. Like. If you're showing that game again, it's release date time. Baby. We, just,
1: we just got a trailer at the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if, The release date has to be here.
0: So, cool. That's information we've been looking for. So, if we get that, that's a win. Um, seeing Indiana Jones for the first time, getting information on that. If we get a release date for later this year, I feel like that's just a cherry on top. But, mm-hmm. like, we're getting a showcase of one of the bigger... Xbox Game Studios games that we've been, like, waiting to see. Like, that alone, that's a marquee. That's the headline. You have your story. You don't need to create other stories. Like, if you have a Shadow Drop, save that for when you don't have exciting things to talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I look at this lineup. I'm like, yeah, cool. This is worth having a showcase for just with what they're already telling us is going to be there. Like, you don't need surprises on top of that.
1: What do you want them to say about Indiana Jones? Or what do you want to, like, what do you expect to hear? Like, do you have any desires for
0: Indiana Jones? I mean... I, my desire is that it's as good as a lot of the IP games have been recently, like Spider-Man or Jedi fallen survivor. Like do that for Indy. Tim, are
2: you going to be yelling from the the rooftops Indy?
0: I think we all have to go get them. Indiana Jones. Uh, but I mean, there's so much potential here. We talk about this a million times, Bless mm-hmm. video games and star Wars go together like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. It just makes sense. No matter what genre it could work in that world. Indiana Jones is a little different. I think it's peanut butter and jelly with video games because the, it's an action adventure. Literally, mm-hmm. like the genre itself is like it. It makes so much sense to translate to video games with the booby traps and the just the the way, the mystery and the story of Indiana Jones. I mean, obviously, it works. Uncharted exists.
1: Yeah, right. Well, that's where I, that's where I was gonna drive through. Drive, drive through. Drive two, right? Mm-hmm. Where Uncharted is obviously like this thing inspired by Indiana Jones, um, but also was able to kind of become its own thing because it is, all right, you got the, ki- you got the fun main character. You have uh, Sully, his, his buddy. You have um, a lot of climbing, a lot of destructible environments, and then like cover shooting. And that is, those are the like key things that make Uncharted, Uncharted. Are there, well, if you were gonna pitch an Indiana Jones game, right, and like say you were gonna position it as, hey, this is our chance to have our own Uncharted. What are the things that you are bringing to the table as far as this is what makes an Indiana Jones game an Indiana Jones game? Like, are you going to go for uncharted and go, Hey, let, let's have a lot of destruct, destructible environments. Let, let's have a lot of climbing. Like, or are you focusing in on other elements?
0: So that's interesting. I, I do think that you can't just uncharted beat indie to make it an indie game. So you can't just do an uncharted indie can't just do an uncharted game. Yeah. At this point The the comparisons are going to be way too close. And They're they're just not going to make a Naughty Dog game. That's just not going to happen. And that's, I don't think, the goal. And guess who's making it? Machine games. Yeah. What's the secret sauce there? Let machine games make an Indiana Jones game. Don't don't worry about the Uncharted's of the video game world. Worry about machine games. I think first person. If not, a third person game that plays like a first person game. You know, like the level design and the way that it's set out. Like I think that Indiana Jones could be more puzzle box focused, combat puzzle box focused, even then Indiana, then uh, Uncharted mm-hmm. tends to be and Uncharted has puzzles. They're not the best part of that game. And like, yeah. like I think by a long shot, yeah. right. Um, I feel like the Indiana Jones kind of uh, combining the frenetic gameplay of a Wolfenstein and like the, the narrative storytelling, like linear storytelling that we have um, gotten from that, that it's awesome. Yeah. I feel so confident that they can nail an Indiana Jones game. We just need to see. All right, cool. Like, how much beyond that does it go? It doesn't need to even go that much beyond. It, what if it is just a, hey, it's a first person. uh, like If it's just if, like
1: Wolfenstein, yeah. but it's Indiana Jones. I mean, if it's first person. That's all that I need. Right. Then you, I think you will get like a first person shooting campaign and like obviously have the narrative uh, elements there that make it Indiana Jones that have the same temples that you get out of the movies and all that stuff have it be a mystery of what the fuck is the great circle and then it turns out it's a time travel device or some shit I don't know um but yeah like I I, I think that could work that way I think if you're going after like the third person action thing because I, I could see I think that is one thing on the Xbox side where, where obviously like well I mean i even bringing Xbox into it right because like Indiana Jones has been in development for a while I think what before they were Bethesda was acquired by Microsoft if I remember correctly so like you know I think it could it could, could, go either way if it's a third person thing though I would love to see see this game almost sit between an Uncharted and a, in a modern Tomb Raider, where I think Tomb Raider does really cool things with open environments. I think they do really good things with explorable areas and making it feel... Like, those games almost feel like they're open world, even though they're not really open world, right? And I think they do a good job of having that sense of discovery, finding a cave, going into it, solving the big puzzle or whatever, and, you know, getting something out of it. If I can get that sort of exploration and puzzle solving from a tomb raider but then just get the fun narrative and the fun like uh um, fun set pieces of an uncharted and even like the pacing of all right we're on to the next location sort of thing of uncharted i think that's a match made in heaven that could make it for uh, a really good indiana jones game but i would also just love it to be a third pillar of all right we got the tomb raiders we got the uncharted indiana jones is the ip that started it all what is your identity in video games? I, I'd be really excited in, uh, to see if they're able to carve something out that feels different.
0: So here's the thing. I feel like there's a, an easy answer to it where if it is in line with the Uncharted Tomb Raider, and again, first or third person, I know that that sounds like a dramatic difference. I still, I think that the game could be very similar, whether it's first or third in terms of like, if they made mm-hmm. an Uncharted first person, I think that it could still feel like an Uncharted game, if that makes sense. Mm and i think that the whip is the biggest difference like indiana's whip being his weapon of choice for both combat and traversal i feel that's where the video game things applied. to imagine him whipping yeah. the, the thing to to like get to other places and all that so i what i hope to see is something that makes me go i can't wait to play that what mm-hmm. i hope we don't see is we see this and we're like
1: yeah i uh, hope we don't see this and go Oh, this may, this feels like the Avatar <laughs> game that just came out. No offense to Avatar, because it got, like, good reviews, right? And, like, I think there are things about that game that are really cool, right? The fact that that game looks as graphically great as it does is fucking incredible. But I think there, was, going into it, there was just a lack of excitement, right? Because you look at that, and you're like, oh, that's that's Far Cry. They're making more Far Cry, but they're giving it an Avatar but skin. But
0: see, that's different, though. What I think is different about those two uh-huh. is, and I come from this as an Avatar defender. Yeah. Um avatar and far cry that does make sense yeah that is what it is mm-hmm. right indiana jones nah man it's it's set pieces it's things exploding as he's holding out on the side of a jeep a like music's just fucking hitting constantly and like it's insanity like i think that that's very different you know okay. what i mean so i feel like the 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 genre that we expect like <clears throat> avatar made sense for far cry yeah i feel like what we're probably going to get from Indiana Jones. Like I I think is more exciting. Like the fact that it's from machine games, like I, I think it'd be crazy to not be excited about this.
1: I mean, I'm somebody who I fucking love Wolfenstein too, right? Like that game. And for what you're talking about in terms of what makes Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, like the fun set pieces, the fun moments, the, the action of it, the character stuff, right? Like they nailed all that shit in Wolfenstein too, in Mm -hmm. a first person shooter. Mm -hmm. Um, and like in that year, that was I think 2017, a year like a, a banger year for video games. That game stood out because of how incredible the cutscenes, how incredible the character and and, um, and story work was. Yeah, if Indiana Jones is a first-person shooter, but they take all that stuff that they've been doing with Wolfenstein and apply it to Indiana Jones, I think that works great. Like I think that actually does does, does lead to an incredible game, and that gets me excited as somebody who really likes Wolfenstein too and really likes what Machine Games does with that stuff. Um, but, but yeah like I'm, i have confidence confidence in this like i'm yeah. somewhere where i it's hard for me to it's hard for me to imagine seeing the trailer to this indiana jones game and being bummed up by it i it's, i i yep, can't really I think agree. of what the what the bad scenario looks like here
0: one thing that i think is going to be very difficult for it is uh similar to avatar where there's a lot of haters of just like they see it they're like no who the fuck cares about avatar yeah i do think that there is that for indiana jones as well you think so I mean, you're one of them.
1: Yeah, but like, I guess it, in the video game sense, like in the movie sense, people, people, people care a lot about Indiana Jones because it has this history to it. But, Even though there's not been a good Indiana Jones movie in like
0: 20 years. Or something and like that's that. the problem: is that the new movie wasn't that great. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't it was that fine, great. Yeah. And I think that the uh, something that you'll kind of run into with this is there is legacy to the franchise. Like there are characters that matter to people, and places, and things like that that. When you look at Uncharted, like, look, I fucking love Uncharted. Yeah. Like, we've talked about it for decades at this point of how much we love these games, love the characters. A lot of it is just, it built on itself and we loved it in spite of itself. Then you get to Uncharted 4 and it's like, all right, cool. We're, we're paying off on all these, like a lot of empty storytelling in a lot of ways, amazing mm. storytelling in others. I don't want to like fully shit on it, but at the end of the day, the uncharted story and characters are not the deepest things in the world Uh in the earlier entries. And I feel like over time they, they, honed their craft and got to a point that it mattered a lot more. Um, but the similarities between uncharted storytelling and fast and furious storytelling, I'm gonna be honest with you. They're pretty much. The, I can tell was, you. I can tell you the plot of each one of them yeah. without mentioning cars or like supernatural things, and you wouldn't know which one I'm talking about. Between Uncharted and Fast and Furious, it's just hey, here's this thing. Let's get the MacGuffin to get us to the next place. Oh wait, we went to the wrong place. Let's go to another place. It's like globe-trotting okay, in adventures that, in, in that, that like, sense, with yes. big action set pieces and comedic writing and. Um, Fun, like uh, we did it we saved the day type vibes like it's an action adventure uh, that's it's mm-hmm. a, a good thing Uncharted 4 though and Lost Legacy elevated that it gave it a more like hey let's add some weight to the story of like wh- what these adventures have done to these characters you know mm-hmm. like we talk about God of War a lot of 2018 of like how it took something that was like a little more schlocky and fun as fuck but like made it mean something more my worry with an Indiana Jones coming in out the gate as a video game is to try to take all that stuff that means something to people from characters and stories and like the the iconography of it all, Mm -hmm. like to make that all matter without having the uncharted one through threes to get there, I think is going to be a really, really, really tall order for people like you. And I mean, even people like me that like all things considered, I enjoy the Indiana Jones movies. I watched them all for the first time during in review recently. And I was like, I get it. But yeah, I think a lot of the issues I have with uncharted are also here. Like, So I just think that it's going to be... With Wolfenstein, there's less expectations from the characters and story because there's less people tied to, like, they got to get this right. He's wearing the wrong hat. (laughs) I mean, Wolfenstein, when you
1: look at the history of uh, Wolfenstein, right? Like, Wolfenstein came through and it was a revolutionary shooter. But yeah, like, the story and characters wasn't a thing that mattered because, like, in most games back then that was like an empty thing, right? Oh man, let's just make a game about shooting Nazis. Oh man, let's make a game about a dude who takes mushrooms and gets bigger and hits blocks and shit, right? Like, you're not really thinking that hard about it. But the fact that we have such a good story in the most recent Wolfenstein is like a, oh shit, like you yeah. nailed it. And yeah, Indiana Jones is, is kind of the reverse where you start off in those first few movies are revered by, fr- by fans, they're, cl- they're classics, people love them. But we've not gotten one of those in decades. In the last couple of movies have been bad to okay um and it's i i'm in this weird place with it because i'm, I'm kind of playing both sides a bit where i am on the side of like as eh, indiana jones you know like it's, well have we not have we not not cared about indiana jones for like the last few decades but i'm also on the side of this could be the first good indiana jones thing or jones thing in the last few decades and that 100%. could be big for this game if they come through and it's like oh this is the definitive indiana jones thing for the last 30 years
0: maybe that does really great for it. That's where my money is. I'm rooting for it. I'm really excited to see it. And uh, we're not going to have to wait too long. Isn't it uh, tomorrow? Yeah. Right? I think it's Thursday. 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 Thursday? Yeah. All right, it's Thursday. Thursday? Oh, yeah. it's Thursday. Thursday we're doing it in Two days. to days. It. End day. End day. Story number two. 2 Remastered Review Roundup. Uh, currently, it's sitting at a 92 on Metacritic and a 91 on Open Critic. Destructoid gives it a 9 out of 10. For players who fell in love with the PS4 game, a shot to replay it won't be declined quickly, but the remaster comes packed with content to ensure the experience is worthwhile. One of my favorite features is the director's commentary, which genuinely expanded my view of T-Lude, uh Part 2's world and Naughty Dog's artistic vision. I'd highly advise you to turn it on if you've watched all the cinematics a couple of times already. It isn't overused, so you won't be dealing with chattering in your ear the whole time, but when it does kick in, you're seldom left with Lurk. Le- You're seldom left without learning something new, even if it's something minor like discovering that Freeing the Zebra is one of Abby's flashbacks was originally designed as a minigame. It also directed my attention to characters like Jesse, who I had originally overlooked but now have a greater appreciation for the crucial role he plays in the overall narrative. Perhaps the largest draw for some players will be the inclusion of three lost levels. These are encounters that were conceptualized and developed to some degree but were still months away from completion before it was decided they would be cut. Each lost level is introduced by Druckman, who gives some context regarding the scene and why it isn't in the final game. All very cool stuff there. Very cool stuff. Uh, Andrew Webster at The Verge. Uh, it's an unscored review. I'll admit that during my first playthrough of Last of Us 2, the finer nuances of the combat were mostly lost on me. I spent most of that time being stressed out, doing whatever I could to survive. That meant relying on stealth and explosive weaponry as much as possible. So the idea of a roguelike mode focused entirely on combat didn't seem all that appealing to me, but I'm happy to say I was wrong. I found myself instead trying to play through each round of no return as efficiently as possible. You move through a series of relatively short and self-contained stages, and the goal frequently changes. Sometimes you're fighting off waves of enemies, other times you have to survive an onslaught of bad guys for a set period of time. My favorite's basically a heist where you have to break into a heavily guarded safe. I also experimented with different weapon types as opposed to the main game where I stuck with what worked and didn't feel compelled or required to change things up. I'm not sure how long no return will hold me, but it's given me a new appreciation for an element of the game I'd otherwise ignored. Um, So you weren't on you for the review of this. Have you got to play any of it?
1: I played a little bit of it. Yeah, I, I started playing the no return mode. It's that weird thing where we got the review code around the same time I was playing God of War Valhalla. And so I looked at both and I'm like, I think I'm going to commit to Valhalla. And I beat Valhalla and I was kind of rogueliked out. And it's funny because I gave the preview on it. And I, lo- I like... I had a lot of glowing things to say about no return during the preview, but God of War Valhalla was just like a, Oh damn. Okay. I'm getting a roguelite with God of War combat. That's making me love the combat of this game more. And also comes with a lot of great narrative to it. Um, and like playing that and then like trying to go back to no return. I was like, I can't return. <laughs> 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 like, I, I can't return to this. Like the, it, like I want to get, get to it at some point. Cause I do love the last of us gameplay. Um, but I think, the the thing with me and the Last of Us 2 Remaster, uh, it's just like, I don't feel like replaying that game for some reason. Like, I, don't, I can't bring myself to come back. When I first played Last of Us 2, it was such a, you know, like, grueling, like, we're, in the, we're at the beginning, near the beginning of the pandemic. I am stuck at home. I'm sad. And I'm playing this game that's about being violent to each other, <laughs> right? And, like, you know, I played it, finished it, and was like, damn, like, this is a work of art. But... Like that was all. It was also one of those ones where I was like, if I once I come back to this, maybe years from now, right? Like it almost feel like I'm reliving that moment again. Um, you know, I want to get to it maybe at some point. Like I don't want to not ever revisit the lastest part too. I think I just got to be in the right um, right state of mind for it. Um, but I think one thing I I, I am fascinated by going through the review roundup i want to shout out i didn't get to read the uh, this review i saw it pop, up, pop up on twitter and then as the morning went i saw people sharing it around there's a review from uh giovanni cole antonio over at uh digital uh, digital trends and it's a more negative leaning review they tweeted out okay let's talk about Us part two remastered perhaps the most poorly timed mistitled and egregiously tone deaf uh, double dip of all time um and they kind of go into their own thoughts of like yeah, like, the, how, you know, he feels that the no return mode kind of undermines the whole, the core message of the game, of being this game about commentary on violence, commentary on revenge, all this stuff, but then having this mode that is, like, fucking, all right, let's kill each other, like, let's gamify it, let's do all that shit, um, I find that idea fascinating, again, I want to go back, uh, go into it and read it more, um, but just to, like, share another side of, like, the, 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 the review roundup there, but yeah, like, I think, you know, it's, I, I guess my question for you is, are, are you interested in going back to Last of Us Part Two through the remaster?
0: Oh, I'm already starting Oh, yeah? And I I can't believe it. man. Yeah, I love Last of Us Part Two, and I've been looking for a reason to go back to it. My biggest problem is time. Like, I don't think I'm actually yeah. going to be able to sit and play through the whole thing. But yeah, I'm like making my way through Jackson right now. I am blown away by the visuals of this thing, man. Like, was this an upgrade necessary? Absolutely not. Am I happy it exists? Yeah, dude. It's gorgeous. Playing this on the PS5 is it's unbelievable man I just can't believe where we're at when it's rare the games can just work this well and be this technically advanced but when they are and it's just singing Mm -hmm. there's nothing like it man I cannot believe the fidelity that they got going on with this and just like the DualSense uh integration and the Atmos soundtrack and everything like technically I'm like yeah you took one of my favorite gaming experiences my favorite like holy shit let's push the boundaries technically experience and push them even further um, so, loving that. The no return stuff I haven't played yet. Yeah. Um, doesn't seem like something I'm going to be that into. Um, and I, I do think that there's a lot of salient points there. Um, and I think that the poorly timed release thing, like to me specifically, is in relation to God of War Valhalla, which. I loved Well, it was I what,
1: I assume it's more in relation to the um war in Palestine. Yeah, and that's always gonna be like yeah. there's
0: there's gonna be something no matter what, like when it comes to when you make a game that is that violent and that that does have something to say like that, mm-hmm. I don't think at this point in our lives there's ever gonna be a good time to put it out. So yes, he's right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um the God of War Valhalla, I think it's one of the more interesting PlayStation Studios decisions to have these two released so close together, um, with the pricing structure they do too, like all of it. Yeah. I've said this a million times, bless. But how was Valhalla free?
1: How it's crazy. How yeah.
0: And um, so that notwithstanding, like I, I'm excited to play through this uh, as much as I can now. Um, I had never platinum the first one, so I feel like it's a good excuse for me to, like, climb it this and do time. That. Um, so that that's kind of like where I'm at, but um i think the director's commentary stuff is extremely exciting i want to see more of that in games uh mm-hmm. the lost levels like all that stuff's cool and like for this just being what it is like not everybody needs to buy this like, I, I i don't think that this is egregious is it mistitled and sure yeah bye. yeah
1: that's the thing is like i think calling it a remaster is the thing that rubs you the wrong way right like i think if it's called last director last two directors cut then it feels a bit more accurate to what it is but also, like, who cares? Like, it's cares. at that, that point, don't. it is semantics, right? Yeah. It is like, oh, but I you called it silly. one thing and another thing. But
2: um, it's yeah. almost like uh, giving us the label director's cut as like a PlayStation brand was kind of a stupid idea in the first place.
1: Yeah, but I also I think it's like comes down to like who's the first people naming it, right? Like, is it on PlayStation to name it or is it on Naughty Dog to go, hey, we want to call it a remaster? And like maybe the Sucker Punch are the ones that wanted to call their thing a director's cut. Like, who knows? Um, but yeah i don't know like this is one that like i guess what i'm very curious and excited to see like what naughty dogs next thing is because in the last couple of months of discourse and conversation and i guess last four years of discourse and conversation about last of Us two i appreciate the level of seriousness in which people take video game stories and video games as art and are willing to grapple with them in a way where it's like no let's really like look into these things let's like fucking like analyze and get in there and do all this shit and for last us too it's led to this conversation that at so many points are interesting but at quite a few points as well are like oh man we're getting into toxic territory with how we're talking about this thing um i'm curious to see if naughty dog sticks to making something that is controversial making something that is like going to rub a lot of the audience the wrong way with their next thing whether it is last three or a new ip um I'm, I'm I'm just excited to see that.
0: Yeah, I, I think that they will, but I don't think that that's like the philosophy behind it. Like, I don't think it's about like, oh, let's make something divisive. Oh, for sure. I think it's let's make something worth talking about, and like mm-hmm. things that are worth talking about are inherently divisive because of the world we live in. So, yeah, I, I imagine whatever they're doing is going to. I mean, earlier we we're talking about the Uncharted series and everything. I was saying of like you compare the earlier Uncharted's to Uncharted Later Four Uncharted. and beyond. It's like that's where Naughty Dog is, and I don't see them going back from that. But I do think that no, the No Return mode, like the points that uh, Giovanni was
1: that what you're saying. Uh I can double check. I think it was Giovanni.
0: Um the points they yeah, make Giovanni. it there. like there the, again, there's something there about like this entire game is about not continuing the cycle of violence and then hey, here's a game mode that's literally the cycle of violence. Like, yeah, there's a conversation there. I don't think the conversation needs to go that far. <laughs> like mm. it's a video game and it's like this is a story. It's not like they're uh naughty dogs out here morally trying to tell us like violence is bad you should never shoot in a video game again that's not the point of it you know what i mean but it's like but there's a conversation there like there's a
1: conversation i think it could go deeper right like i it's that it's the weird thing of video games being so many things right video games being a a technology video games being narrative video games being gameplay and like having to decide which to prioritize when and so then like one of the um Ooh, I forget what content, I think this was maybe the interview we had on PS Love You with the director of um, um, the no return mode, where we, we were like, yeah, like did you guys consider narrative? Did you guys con- did you consider story or whatever? And he was just like, yeah, but like, when you're making a mode where people can like turn invisible and attack you, attack you like what story in The Last of Us's world are you gonna do to justify that? Whereas yeah. like something like God of War, it's fantasy, right? It's, it's Greek slash Norse mythology, and so you can go do crazier things with it. You can make Valhalla operate in this like crazy way. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know. Like I don't know if the answer is to go, hey, we have this game that is about violence that is about the that's a commentary on violence and is about stopping the cycle of violence that has gameplay and violence that feels so good <laughs> in the gameplay we're, but we're like we're not going to do anything else with that it's like no give me that game mode because I love roguelites I love your gameplay I'm, I'm down to play it but I think you just have to reckon with the fact that those two things are going to be at odds with each other and it is what it is right like if I'm playing Shadow of the Colossus and and this is gonna be actually a, a like a very direct example. Like Shadow of the Colossus, when you beat that game as like a speedrun mode. I forget if this is the just the Blue Point specific um version or if the original had this too. I think the original might have had something, unless I'm thinking of the remaster for PS3. I digress. There's like a speedrun mode where it's like, hey, now kill the Colossi, the Colossuses, as fast as possible. That's tone deaf as well, right? To what the story of that game is and what the themes are. Uh, but that's just video games. Like that is sort of the battle that you had to have. And I think that conversation is fascinating. Like I think I'd love to see, like, even more GDC talks about, like, I guess, what the technical term for it would be um, ludonarrative dissonance. Like, I think there's another conversation to be had about that stuff when it comes to something like this, um, or like what I mentioned with the Shadow of the Colossus. Um, is that something you dig in a review? Is that something you point out in a review? Is that something you, like, you know, that's going to hold the game back for certain people? I think yes. I, I mean, think no, at the yes. same time. Yeah, yeah
0: totally. Yeah, yeah. For, for sure. Again, when something's worth talking about, it's worth talking yeah so and we talk about keep, it we, we talk about it baby and we're gonna keep talking about things and if you want to get us talking about things ad free you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny or youtube.com slash kind of funny games and become a kind of funny member but for everyone else here's a word for our sponsors
3: DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Snowbike Mike's Bills are a 9.5 point favorite against the Steelers and Andy's Dallas Cowboys are a 7 point favorite against the Green Bay Packers. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code KINDAFUNNY. New customers can just bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings sports book with the code kind of funny the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code kind of funny
0: uh real quick i saw in the chat om jesus was saying that um the the article by giovanni was just a a a thing he's like we don't need to be offended by it to be clear not offended i think it's awesome like oh yeah like that's the point is that like there's so many things to have nuanced opinions about when it comes to last of us because by design that's there and when they give us a narrative that does have such strong perspective on video game violence, and then you make a mode that's about that video game violence because it's fun, yeah, there's a conversation there. Like, yeah. is it appropriate is it not? Like, that's a conversation. I think it's very interesting. I might not agree with certain parts of it, but, like, that does not make it wrong at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're both are right, and I think that's the brilliance <laughs> of all of this. Uh, But moving on to story number three, Rockstar owner Take-Two is locked in a trademark dispute with Remedy over this R logo. Uh, Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Um, Take-Two Interactive, the owner of Grand Theft Auto 6 developer Rockstar Games and Remedy Entertainment, the studio behind Alan Wake 2, are locked in a trademark dispute over their R depicting logos. Uh, As first reported by Respawn First, Take-Two filed a trademark dispute against Remedy in the UK over the rebranded logo it released last year its logo now solely depicts the letter R or sometimes styled with remedy underneath which take 2 seemingly believes is too similar to Rockstar's own R logo you know whose side I'm on, Tim? Who's right. side? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all right. I'm with The
2: Rock. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The rock. Grubbs? Do you guys see Grubbs' fucking uh, response to this tweet? <laughs> oh, I saw that this morning. Yeah. God. Oh, wow. Listen, hey. Not even going to read that. Not going to read
0: that <laughs> out.
1: God damn. Um, Shout out to Jeff Grubbs just going for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes comedy is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. No, this is interesting for multiple reasons. Like, uh, Remedy is working with Rockstar currently on uh, their Max Payne remix. And so I love the idea that, like, they're cr- the, like, the creative teams, like, get together, like, like, they're doing a meeting and they're like, yeah, so this is our update on the Max Payne remake. Um, also, do you know <laughs> mom and dad are fighting about the logo? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's kind of weird, right? It's like, yeah. All right. Back to Max Payne. Um, so that's fun. Uh, but also... Like you know, Tim, you're 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 into marketing and branding yeah. and stuff at uh-huh. times, right? Like you do, you grapple a lot with that stuff. Is
0: there a case here? I mean, there's, you can sue anybody for anything. Like that's uh-huh. that's just how the whole system works. Um, I don't think that this one's gonna pass. Like I think that these are different enough that uh, yeah, I I I don't think also that what's their what's
2: their way. argument that like they own the letter R,
0: uh, the capital R. Yeah, I mean, I'd be interested in in seeing like what the actual. I bet, is yeah, yeah like i would bet like
1: i don't I think we might be able to find it if i look deeply but like i bet you would say as a video game like we're both video game developers mm. and so like having very prominent capital r's that are our logo people could get that confused yeah like usually these kind of things are about like people like the general audience being confused over which thing is which
0: yeah i, I don't think this is actually going to go too many places but there also is just the fear tactic of like you put this out there and then be like i don't even want to deal with this because yeah. you know who i wouldn't want to fuck with rockstar's rockstar. legal team yeah and <laughs> that's know? the thing that's why i think like, like maybe oh, i don't want that smoke man and
1: that's why i think maybe remedy does change it is like yeah one it's rockstar and rockstar mm-hmm. has access to unlimited money and then also you're working with rockstar and like that doesn't mean anything you though don't think
0: like so? I, I feel like that the working together stuff it's like we're talking about thousands and thousands of people that work at these companies that are completely unrelated and like would they're so far removed? I mean, that'd be like sure. back when I worked at IGN when they were owned by Fox. I'm like, we have nothing to do with Fox.
2: Yeah, absolutely
0: nothing to do with Fox. <laughs>
1: but I could be, see him being like, like some some pe- people somewhere in the lineup being like, hey, like we don't mind changing the logo. Like we love them. Like let's not make things weird or whatever. Like I'm like, and again, like I, you're right that there are so many layers to it. That's yeah. like these teams where people working on both these things are
0: unrelated. The more interesting thing, Lil Cars uh, in the chat says Eminem is suing uh, to. Real Housewives, um, because they named a podcast "Reasonably Shady," and he's like, "No, you can't what? do that." Why?
1: Yeah. Reasonably Shady?
0: Mm-hmm. He had some like t-shirt line that had like those words on it at uh, some point. Oh, okay. And I was gonna say I've like, never no, heard the word "reasonably" in Eminem's and lexicon. The idea, I know it's, it's very funny, uh, <laughs> but the idea that uh, Housewives are being sued by Eminem and he's probably gonna win—very funny to me. Uh, but yeah, this stuff—we'll see where it goes. I, I, I personally think this is just—we're not gonna hear about this again. <laughs> Yeah. I think it just moves on. Man. I'm
1: literally on trademarks.gov.uk. Um, I can't find any like specifics of what they're saying about the logo. And so I think it is just like, hey, it looks similar. Yeah. But so, yeah, we'll see.
0: We'll see. Story number four, Game Developers Choice Awards released their finalists. This comes from Dean Takahashi at Beats, Rounding out a long season of awards, uh, the Game Developer Conference The Game Developers Choice Awards announced its finalists for the best games of 2023. This year, the GDCA nominations are led by Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, which each received a total of seven nominations, including Game of the Year, followed by Cocoon, uh, which received five total nominations, including Game of the Year. The nominations are peer-based awards decided by game developers. The complete list, go for it.
1: Oh, I was gonna, so uh, one, you're about to, you know, I have um, some of the list of nominees here, I don't have, I didn't list the full list, there's cool. like a link to it, but I have listed some choice um, categories I thought were interesting, I did want to say though, that isn't it crazy that whenever we're reading off like these nomination stories, that when you get to the part where it says, oh the nominations are led by, this last year, it's just an ad lib. It could be anything that mm-hmm. fills in that next thing. I think this is the first time I think I've seen Zelda lead in nominations. Yeah. In twenty twenty three, oh, which yeah. is insane.
0: Oh uh, it really, really is, yeah. man. God. And I was saying this yesterday, blast. but with Prince of Persia right now coming out two weeks in January. I'm like, we're keeping the, the train rolling, man. Oh, yeah, we haven't had that like month of like, oh man, there's not a great game yet. Yeah, like, and I, I don't think Listen, it's gonna I end put in... out a
1: tweet yesterday, last night. That I just said, yo, video
0: games, video games, they're man. happening.
1: Let me tell you, <laughs> they be happening. are happening.
0: <laughs> uh, best debut nominees are Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Venba, and Viewfinder. Best design, we got Baldur's Gate 3. Cocoon, Dredge, Hi Fi Rush, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Innovation Award goes to, or potentially goes to, Baldur's Gate 3, Cocoon, Hi Fi Rush, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and The Making of Karateka. Uh, Gary would have. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Best Narrative, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider Man 2, Zelda, Venba. Best Technology, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider Man 2, Starfield, Zelda, and Game of the Year. Baldur's Gate 3 Cocoon Dave the Diver Dredge Spider-Man 2 Zelda
1: what a wild year Mm -hmm. but also best technology I love I love when I see a category where where I'm like I I wouldn't have thought of that and that's great I want to think about it yeah let me think about it (laughs) best (laughs) technology best
2: technology unless nominate Starfield
1: Yeah. It was the um, it was the, uh, the um, procedural generation. They made a bunch of planets. Oh, no, that's okay. not been done before. Nobody's made a bunch of planets using procedural generation. <laughs> okay, okay, ne- not never. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, we got uh, two super chats in about the Rockstar story. Chrono uh, says, "Who would win in a legal battle: Nintendo's lawyers or Rockstar's lawyers?"
2: Nintendo's.
0: I mean, here's the thing, man. Rockstar got that endless money, though.
2: Yeah, so, oh, see, that's interesting. Cause I just think of Nintendo just going after like the the little guy. Uh huh. But I feel like, so yeah, that's you, the there, thing. There might be a good point where like they're good and used to like punching down, uh-huh. but maybe not punching. Here's my <laughs> thing. Side by with side.
1: Nintendo's lawyers, like they're seasoned. Like they've been in the gym working out. Like, it's Some like Rockstar's. It's like, but like, I feel like Nintendo's more at, puts them to, to work more. Right? Like,
0: they're just out there suing every fucking day. I don't know, man. I think Rockstar's people are out there and we just don't even know it. That's you how good so? they are. Damn. I think they're taking down motherfuckers left and right. I heard and Roger's uh,
2: actually a plant from Rockstar.
0: Holy shit. I'm still, I'm putting Nintendo's lawyers above Rockstar's lawyers. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh And then Jordan Irwin says, I don't like being that guy, but maybe this is an opportunity for Remedy to make a better logo. Maybe I'm in the minority, but I think it's bad.
1: Re- can you bring up the Remedy logo again, Barrett? I like it. I think it fits.
2: Them. I did. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Oh it's yeah. Not like, I don't know. It's like it looks like it's an head, but it's not like oh shit, that's a logo. But like Remedy's weird. It's
0: weird. It's like look, we got more. There's more. There's layers to this that's
1: shit. That's the thing is, I f- I feel like this logo fits who Remedy yeah. are as developers. Like I look at this logo and I think <laughs> Alan Wake two. <laughs> yep. You know, like. Mm-hmm. It looks like a logo trying to escape. Clean from design,
0: itself. but also there's there's deeper layers. There's deeper
1: layers. And also they're got like a whole like a, they're doing a whole Remedy connected universe. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like the hey, we got different parts that are all part of the same thing. I, I wouldn't want to wear it on a shirt. That is true. I'm wearing I'm wearing a Rockstar logo on a shirt way before I wear a Remedy logo on a shirt yeah. as evidence right now because I'm wearing a Rockstar logo <laughs> on my shirt.
0: A story number 5, Square Enix's Foam Stars will launch next month via PlayStation Plus. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, Square Enix has announced that it's 4v4 shooter Foam Stars will launch on February 6th. Wow. That is
2: That's weeks from
0: now. Very, 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 very close um, as a, a 4v4 shooter. Four days after Suicide Squad. Um, as a PlayStation Plus monthly game. The game will be available for subscribers to redeem at no additional cost until March 5th, after which will be sold in the PlayStation Store for 30 bucks. Speaking to VGC ahead of the announcement, uh, the producer said Square Enix decided to negotiate a PS Plus deal because with a PvP game like this, the big, biggest risk for us is that there aren't enough people playing it. Tim Gettys loves it. That's facts. They preaching. This is it. This is what we've been saying for fucking ever. Yeah. Right? If you're going to do a game like this, get it out there. Let the people fucking play it. Put it on PlayStation Plus. Yes. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing.
1: Because you say... Four days after Suicide Squad, which is facts. Mm-hmm. Also, two days before Hell Divers Two, mm-hmm. which makes me ask the question: What's going on? What are y'all doing out there? Like, I think I one. I think it's yeah. Like you said, right? It's great that it's coming out to PS Plus. I think that's genius. This is the type of game that you want me to have on PS Plus because I don't think people are going to show up to buy like show up in droves mm-hmm. to buy it full price, right? Like, I think this is a thing that you need to put in people's hands so it can prove itself. Um. So yeah, that's a great move. But like, this is a game that is. Uh, I, don't think, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's published by PlayStation. Well, I guess it's published by Square Enix, right? Because it's a Square Enix mm-hmm. game. Uh, but it's promoted by PlayStation. It was part of that PlayStation showcase that happened last year. It's a PlayStation exclusive game, um, just like Helldivers 2, right? Helldivers 2 yeah. is a game that's actually being published by PlayStation. Both these games are sort of in that, like, live service initiative. These are games that PlayStation is trying to push that are multiplayer. Why are they coming out to, um, Yeah, two days apart from each other? That seems like a very bad idea for really if you're trying to build a cadence for these things, especially yeah. for games that thrive off of having a fan base. So you're telling me Stars is going to come out on PlayStation Plus and then Helldivers 2. I don't know chat. you're wrong. What is the deal with Helldivers 2? Is it like a full price game? Are you buying it to play it? Let me know. That just seems like a bad idea. Yeah. And then also, yeah, Days After Suicide Squad which also had a PlayStation State of Play last year. Like, what are we doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that you're bringing up a lot of really good points here. Uh, the final bit here is that Rich Briggs, homie of the show, uh, says Square Enix's executive, or who, sorry, who is Square Enix's executive director of publishing strategy called the PS Plus deal an easy win for Foam Stars, and said he hoped it would help the game quickly establish a community of players. Awesome, yeah. the right way to think about this stuff. Foam Stars is an interesting one where not saying it's the best thing ever, but when we were at summer game fest last year, that was a surprise for us when we all played it together. It was like, there's fun to be had here. Like this is, this is cool. And I do think, yeah, getting it out there to to people that have PlayStation plus is absolutely the right move for this game. Maybe the only move for this game. So yeah, <laughs> rooting for it there. Um, But yeah, I, I do think that uh, it's, it's a little uh, precariously timed when uh, you bring hell divers into the mix. I think the suicide squad thing, a little bit more apples to oranges, but yeah, um, yeah I mean, PlayStation themselves, but just a little bit. <laughs> Suicide Squad, I think is just like a, it's the biggest name out of a,
1: out of them, yeah. right? Like, I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to be better or whatever, right? But like, I think Suicide Squad as a live, quote unquote, live service game is, has the most cachet in terms of attention. Like, you know, it's it's DC, it's rock steady, People have their eyes on it, whether it succeeds or fails. Like, it's all attention toward that. And then you have Foam Stars and Helldivers 2, which I think are coming in a bit under the radar. Like, Foam Stars... I would never have expected this was coming out next month. If you'd ask me, I'd be like, oh, yeah, probably later in the year, I guess. Yeah, totally. I don't know. And, like, you could have snuck this thing out, and I probably wouldn't have known. You could have told me this thing came out last December. <laughs> I'd have be been like, oh, I guess so, yeah. Is
0: Helldivers <laughs> really coming out next month? Like, is that like, oh, yo, we're, it's, it's I happening? I think so, yeah. Like, it
1: had a trailer at the Game Awards. It um, has a date. Yeah. It has a date. It was supposed to come out last fall and then got delayed into yeah. February. And so I think it is, unless... I think the, the only reason I could see it being delayed is if PlayStation looks at this... February Slay and goes, ah, no, this is a bad idea, which mm. maybe could happen. I think that'd be a good idea honestly, because yeah, as I look through February as well, like we're talking about those three games but then you're also talking about games like Persona 3 Reload you're talking about Ultra, Ultros, you're talking about um, yeah, there's Mario vs Donkey Kong, but I don't think that's competition here. Um, Skull Golden Bones. <laughs> Show some goddamn respect <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm sure somebody's showing up to the store and being like, oh, what do I want to play? Fucking I don't Full think any of the games you named Full or- Stars or Mario
0: versus Donkey Kong. Those, those games are, I mean, what what? What's your argument there? So that there's no competition between those two. Oh, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like more people would go for Mario.
1: <laughs> maybe <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I mean, all these games are fun. All right, I a think it's simple enough
0: to t- t- Mario versus Donkey Kong's not coming to Nintendo Switch Online. It's being sold. and It's going to sell well.
1: <laughs> how Both well do you think Mario t-
0: versus Donkey Kong is going to sell? I mean, millions. I mean, like maybe two. two? Maybe. Okay, maybe, i was maybe say one uh, point maybe something, but million, I mean, but. Yeah. A remake of a GBA game? <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Like I think we're saying the same still, thing. Still, I think it's more than five stars. But I'm,
1: I'm. What I'm basically saying though is that February is packed with games. Yeah. And I think at some point it doesn't matter like the genre and type of game. I think the fact that there is just so many games for people to play. I look at last year and you saw how like Destiny underperformed and like a lot of the games of service games have been underperforming. I think part of that is just like attention span and like maybe like just the hype dying down for those kind of games. But I think a big part of it is that just more and more games are coming out and even with like certain audiences where it's like oh no this is a live service audience they're gonna show up any, either way i think i think there are more games to take people's attention um and february is going to be is one of those months because you're talking about a month that ends with uh, final fantasy 7
0: rebirth big games real big games real big games a lot of big news too but bless i'm, I'm tired of talking about all that big big news mm-hmm. if i wanted something smaller see the tiniest news i needed to know about where would i look you'd look toward our last story, the Wii
1: News Channel, where we cover all the small news items you need to know about.
0: We need the music. Time for some Wii News. There we go. Square Enix has confirmed its upcoming PlayStation shooter, From Stars, contains some AI-generated art. Oh, this is interesting coming into the Wii (laughs) News. Could have been with the other part. Uh, From VGC, at a recent press event, VGC asked Foamstar's producer if AI was used for any elements of the game, and he confirmed it had. Uh, Okatani claimed that while the vast majority of the game was built by hand, it had used MidJourney, a popular generative AI tool that transforms text prompts into visual art to create a small number of art for in-game icons. So, yeah, here we are. We're in the world. It's It's happening. It's happening now uh gsc game Worlds has confirmed another delay for stalker two heart of chernobyl um the game will now arrive on september 5th
1: 2024 all right fall starting to, to pick up
0: uh controversial horror game martha is dead is getting a movie adaptation
2: all right great Yo, I fr- is that the one that greg reviewed
0: yeah two out of five
2: oh, yeah he yeah, yeah, gave I it a bad so. review
0: for a long time the lowest review kind of funny until roger forney came in and golems it up. Well,
2: yeah. g- remember, and that was only until, like, we kind of Made him talk about it more because he originally gave it a two.
1: Yeah, he was gonna give it a two. We were like, "Are you sure golem's a two? <laughs> you make it sound like a one."
0: And then coming soon in Game Pass, we have those who remain today on the 18th. We got turnip Boy robs a bank. God, he's just out there getting jobs. Yeah, uh, F123 as well on January 19th. Pal World, very interested in this finally coming. It's Pokemon. Oh, this with is where, they, yeah, they gave the Pokemon guns. On January 25th, we got Go Mecha Ball. January 30th Bro-tato Whoa. it's like a potato with bros uh, and then on Groundhog's Day February 2nd Persona 3 Reload followed by on February 6th and a card coming want to give a shout out Persona 3 Reload coming to Game Pass that is that's huge. pretty pretty damn huge man yeah. like to contextually think about that like to think of the work that Xbox has done to build Game Pass but then also to build relationships with Japanese developers and to get something like the Persona 3 fucking remake yeah, on yeah. Game Pass Hell yeah! Really cool.
2: Yeah, and I think uh, recently they took off uh, Persona 3 Portable, which makes sense, like timing-wise, of like not wanting to have that like overlap and confusion. So yeah, they re- they really want to push the the remake, which is smart.
1: I do want to shout out uh, a couple super chats. Um, Irish Nexus writes in and says Marvel Snap new card, Mike is out
0: today. M I E K Meek. 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 The guy with the scissor hands from Thor Ragnarok. No way. Meek. The That's awesome. Guy? Yeah
1: oh fuck <laughs> that's way more exciting than a random dude named Mike
0: <laughs> uh, let's get into you're wrong a little bit also shout gonna... out to CJ Splitson who super
1: chatted that he's liking the cut appreciate <laughs> yeah,
0: it yeah CJ Splitson uh, said in liking the cut bless and Irish Nexus says oh oh wait you already got this go, sorry that my bad
1: <laughs> I will say the um, they cut my hair shorter than I wanted I didn't uh-huh. want him to cut anything off the top mm. and then
0: he started raising off the top and I'm like whoa whoa
1: whoa um, and so it's shorter than I want but it looks good and so I'm I'm not mad
0: yeah i feel like the sides are what matter most like those looking good because yeah. the, the top you know the top's yeah. the power you got exactly. the power baby um what's your dream hairstyle like what would you it especially to, with all the fucking, like conversation going on right now like, it where used you to be
1: at, the right? hairstyle that's fucking going crazy right now mm. where like like the like killmonger cut right mm. where it is like the corn, the um like locks that we can essentially... cut the music by the way oh yeah we can cut the music <laughs> um the locks that would sort of like you know drape off to the side and having a fade on the side like that was a haircut that i was gonna go for like i was like yo that's the one i fucking love that but now every single fictional character every single black fictional character has that hairstyle and it's become like the new cornrows slash afros meme where like every <laughs> every developer sl- or like artist uh character artist saw killmonger and was like that's the one and yeah every single character has that so now i'm i don't want to get it anymore because i know if i get it people are going to be like, oh, they got our boy. <laughs> like, damn, add another one to the list and they're going to put me next to Eddie Gordo from Tekken 8. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Now I don't know. Now I don't know what I want to do with my hair. Maybe I will just get straight up like um, locks, but not those locks. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'll we'll figure out. Yeah, I, I I've been wanting to change my hair up, but I just don't have anything that I'm like that's going to be better than what I got. Because forever, yeah. forever, your plus, hair is great. I've wanted to do the Pidgeotto I want to yeah. do the Pidgeotto of just going straight back. You know what I mean? More shaved mm. on both sides instead of just the one side. Or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just don't know that I can do it. I'm scared. No, I'm scared. But one day, everybody, we'll see.
1: I do want to shout out a few things from the Wii news, right? So, Soccer 2: Harder Chernobyl getting a a release date. That's big. That's one of those games where I wasn't expecting this game to ever come out. Um, There was the war in Ukraine because of that. Like a lot of the people that worked on this game were serving. Like they were out there on the streets, like you know, um, uh, uh, like protecting and serving. Um, And then a lot of them had to pick up and like move to a new country, right? So I was like, oh, this game's not happening. (laughs) Like I, 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 the fact that they've been able to pick it up and like you know actually get this game out, or at least have a date for it. Uh, good on that, good on y'all, like, I'm rooting for y'all, um, but then also, yeah, Martha is dead getting a movie ad- adaptation is every, where with video game movies, are we at a place where it's just like adapt everything? Because isn't Fort Solace also getting a thing? Yeah. Like, random games are getting adaptations.
0: But I mean, that's the same thing as like comic books, where it's like, yes, there's, there's been comic adaptations for a very long time of everything, and then the Marvel ones did it right, the DC ones did it right, with Dark Knight Trilogy and things like that, so it's like we see now just like literally everything and there's a rush, I think video games are gonna be the same way where it's like, if you, and just like books before it, it's like, yeah. if there's a a world and a story it can be adapted and that's easier than coming up with something new, so, and it's also it's easier to make, it's easier to sell, it's easier to get a, re- a return on, Yeah, uh, and which is
1: wild because I so there was a tweet, I mentioned this tweet before but there's a tweet from Emma Watkins talking when uh, they showed off footage for the Gravity Rush movie mm-hmm. Um, he was like, we're at a place where video game budgets um have gone to a place where they balloon so much that it is like it makes more business sense to just make a gravity rush movie than to ever make another game and that is wild to me it really is man like what are we doing it now like what way we're making movies of games that like that like not to i don't want to disparage gravity rush because i know so many people love gravity rush but it's like
0: we're making another movie and not another game? Like, what does this make sense? But, I mean, maybe it's both, right? Like, I mean, they announced Patapon, right? It's going to be... They announced a game, and didn't they say, like, new games and... Uh, well, I think that was just, like, a concept type yeah. thing. But whatever, it's like... I, I think that we've seen that they're... It, making a movie is marketing for the next game. It's funding. It's it's building, like, goodwill towards the IP. So... I don't... I mean... I, I don't think it's impossible. Like, I think,
1: yeah, there's a good chance that maybe we could get another Gravity Rush game. I don't... I would. I'm also, I would be shocked if there was another Gravity Rush game.
0: But I think that there is going to be a higher chance than ever because there's a movie coming out or a show, whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, if people like it, then it's like, oh, cool. Let's, this is like the proof of concept. This is our way to get Knack back.
1: Make a Knack movie. At this point, I'm, I would not be shocked <laughs> if they made a Knack movie. They're like, oh, we'll make it like Big Hero Six, <laughs> just yeah. so we can make a Knack.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. A uh, little you're wrong action here. Um, Kebab says the city of angels is Los Angeles. Well, the the windy city is Chicago, I may I, the uh, Big that, Apple is New York. What's San Francisco? <laughs> the Poop city. It's ever whatever. Yeah. The,
1: the <laughs> what's his name? Keith Lee. Keith Lee. I was gonna make. I was gonna say the city that Keith
0: David had a dip from. I don't, that's like Keith Lee. very fucking funny. Yeah. I don't know shit about Keith Lee, and I keep oh, seeing his name come a up. Treasure. There's a wrestler named Keith Lee, or at least formerly known as Keith Lee, yeah. and so I always think of him. And so
1: you're like, oh, the wrestler came like to San this, Francisco. None of drilled makes any up. sense. Yeah. 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 So. God bless Keith Lee's heart. Yeah, yeah. Like he's the is best. Is that what it is? Yeah, he's. Oh, I mean, Keith, I thought Keith Lee was bad. No, the, the food dude who's I on have TikTok. No, fucking idea. no, he's great. He's okay. wonderful. Yeah, no, he's he's precious. I love him. Um, but yeah, no, he's he, a food dude. He's a food critic. Fucking a. Yeah. Um, You're telling me he had, so he's he not the to...
2: He's also not a country singer. No. Wow. But, I mean, uh, I think he, there he might he be a country he, singer. He he had a bad trip to Oakland recently. I know that. Yeah,
1: that's the thing is like he came to Oakland. Like he's so what he does is he goes to cities and when he's going to cities people. People will like be like, oh, hit up this restaurant. Yeah, And he'll like do food reviews all around that town. Um, and like usually like when he does a review for your restaurant, like it'll fucking like skyrocket the amount of people that 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 go to it. And so he came to San Francisco. A lot of people got hyped, but were like, oh, go here, go here, go here. Uh he gets here and he visits a bunch of restaurants. Um, he uh in the video that he put up about it, he was he was like, Hey, I I'm not gonna put out any of these reviews because i when i make um food reviews even the bad ones i have something constructive to say and he was just like, I don't have anything constructive to say. Like the videos that I was making were just mean. And so I don't want to put out the, um, the reviews. He also talked about how San Francisco is not like a great place for tourists currently. And he also talked about how um, he went to one restaurant and um, I forget what the thing was, but he's allergic to a specific thing. And he asked like, oh, is there any of this thing like on the fryer or whatever? And they're like, oh no, we're, we'll clean it or whatever. And he ended up still getting an allergic reaction when he went to the restaurant, had to go to the hospital. Um, and so he just had an overall bad trip. <laughs> to the bay area this is
0: nothing like i would have ever expected from keith lee that's so funny yeah
1: no he i mean he, he's a he's a great dude like his reviews are also so like positive and like i, I don't know I, I really like his content but he I, had a bad trip i, I, I mean did, did he name the restaurants no gotta name them receipts baby i yeah. wanna know no that's the thing is like he was like i don't want to even like he wasn't trying dude. to put people on he, was, he wasn't trying to put people on blast. he was just which trying I to explain
2: expect. like why he didn't put up like all the other stuff and granted, I, I, I know more about this than I did three weeks ago because all I the reason I learned about Keith Lee was just because Roger and Mike were stoked that he was coming. That's hella funny.
1: Yeah, shellfish was his allergy. There was also a whole thing where he went, him and his family went to a restaurant, I think in Atlanta, and they treated them so badly because they didn't realize who he was. Um, or maybe it was his family, I forget which. But uh, basically, like he put up the review and it was a whole thing. Like, yeah. It was a whole thing. Like People were like, how the fuck are you going to have Keith Lee in your city and not act correct? Because, like, that's him. It's like having Gordon Ramsay being like, yo, I'm coming to San Francisco. And everybody not getting their shit together and going, oh, shit, Gordon Ramsay's here and just going to random restaurants is going to review them. Like, you get your shit together for that week. Get your shit together when Keith Lee's in town.
2: This is, I, I, I mean, Some people are old and aren't fucking on TikTok, you know?
1: Yeah, but you're a restaurant owner. Like, this is your chance, you know? So you squandered funny. it. Oh uh, man! It's like if the La- it's like if the LaCroix company came to San Francisco and they're like, we're visiting businesses to find LaCroix fans, and like a, a random guy walked in, and we're like, and we didn't act right. We, any, we didn't act yeah. right, and we were only
2: drinking Coke that entire. We were day, only drinking
1: know? Coke the entire time. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Pay attention when LaCroix in town.
0: That's so funny. Uh, Radic writes in saying, Tim, you mentioned that smoke coming out of New York sewers is a real thing. The phenomenon of what appears to be smoke rising from New York City sewers is actually steam, not smoke. New York City has a vast steam system, one of the largest in the world, which provides steam for heating, hot water, and industrial uses to numerous buildings throughout the city. Just want to make sure that Bless is well informed for the trip. So yeah, Thank don't you. get scared. It's not smoke. It's steam. Cool, But it's real. It's happening. Yeah. I thought the Ninja, ninja Turtles were like straight up smoking up, or, up down there. Straight up. Um... That more I'm I'm gonna fucking read this one just cuz I, I I personally you gotta fight like back. it. Uh, no, I, I just I like it. Uh and just cuz I, I think it's clever. But Bandera Sen says, uh, Bless blessed that the Indiana Jones game could be the only good thing to come out in the franchise in 30 years. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. Twenty nine years ago. Ah. <laughs> the incredible Indiana Jones ride opened in Disneyland. Oh. And that is true because that is an all fucking oh, time. Yes, that one is fire. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I did that for the first time this last July. Yeah. And amazing. I was one of my one of my favorite rides in
0: Disneyland. So something. turn that into a video game. That's the thing. It works. Oh, that would be It works, sick, baby. Actually. Um Helldivers two is forty dollars, says Nitro thirty nine. Um, and then right. Gordy says, No one's wrong here, but the Helldivers two launch trailer came out today, so I don't think it's getting delayed. Cool. Cool. so it's happening everybody it's happening everybody. video games are happening um you know what else is happening fun stream after this you can stay hanging out on twitch.tv kind of funny games if you're there but if you're not you're gonna have to jump over to a different YouTube stream on youtube.com kind of funny games to watch everyone hang out Barrett, what you got for me
2: we're we're having some I, I need to consult uh, uh, uh one of my top men Kevin Coelho <laughs> uh, after we're done with games because we're having some uh computer malfunctions uh, over in the other room so we we might go off some stream for a minute or two don't freak out we'll be right back but that's only a maybe so just giving you all a heads up watching live i love all of that uh but until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you
0: game daily baby